Welcome to the Fitness Canner Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Feigl. I'll be bringing you the truth about exercise by interviewing fitness professionals, exercise science professors and researchers, as well as fitness industry entrepreneurs and leaders. Hopefully you take this info and apply it to have a better, healthier, and happier lifestyle. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Fitness Candor Podcast. I am joined today by Laura Williams. Laura is the owner of GirlsGone40.com. Uh, she has her BS and her master's in uh, sports science and exercise science, and she's also been featured in Men's Journal and Thrillist. And as many of you know, I do a lot of research on different articles, and uh, I like to read the, the latest and the greatest and try to keep up with everything that's happening in the fitness industry because it changes all the time. And I came across a, an article in the Thrillist that, Laura had written, and it stuck out to me because I'm always trying to relay the importance of strength training to people, especially women, and <laughs> the title of it is Reasons to Lift Weights That Have Nothing to Do with Building Muscle, and, um, you know, of course, as soon as you say, you know, we're going to lift weights, this is one of the best things you can do for yourself, all of a sudden, everybody thinks they're going to walk out of the gym looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger, whether you're a man or a woman, you know, you have giant traps, bulging biceps, the whole nine yards, so which is not true because that's a totally different style of training. It takes tons of effort. Nutrition has to be dialed in. So it's a totally different style of training. And I wanted to get Laura on to explain that a little bit and uh, talk about what she does and who she is and where she came from. So, Laura, I appreciate you taking the time with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely, my pleasure. So tell us a little bit about yourself, your journey to uh, to where you are now, and then we can jump into that article later. Yeah, it's been it's been an interesting journey. So as you mentioned, I got my undergrad degree in exercise science in 2003, and it was um, intentional but unintentional. <laughs> I was I had taken a couple classes. I was interested in the subject matter. I also wanted to get through school as quickly as I could, and so I'd kind of committed and was like, "All right, here we go. I don't know what I'm going to do with this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna pursue." And um, so I finished that degree in three and a half years and uh, kind of accidentally landed in fitness management. Um, I had been a lifeguard growing up and um, I walked into a gym to get or to try to get a job as in sales. And the manager said, you know what, We're, we don't have an aquatics manager right now. Do you want to do that? And I was like, okay. <laughs> so and my dogs are in the background i'm trying to don't worry about it them. i'm just glad okay. i'm glad it's yours and not mine <laughs> <laughs> yeah she doesn't like that i'm not paying attention to her right now so it's fun. um it's fun. <laughs> yeah so i happened into fitness management and loved it and ended up taking a number of different jobs crossing country several times oregon texas oregon texas um the whole nine yards and Enjoyed it, but also by the time I took the last job I had, I was exhausted. It was a lot of work. Um, I was managing a team of 140 at that time, and I was just kind of burned out. And so I decided, you know, I want to finish my master's degree, which I had started previously and just hadn't finished. And so I left management and started working on or 
started continuing my master's program and finished that in 2011. And while I was doing that, I decided, you know, I need to make some money <laughs> to get to get through school. And so I started freelance writing. And that's when I kind of got into online health and fitness content production in a variety of forms. And yeah, so I didn't mean to keep doing this past earning my <laughs> master's degree, <laughs> except it was going really well. And so I was like, you know what, this this looks good. So um, I have been doing this for seven years now. And as you mentioned, um, currently my big clients include Very Well, Thrillist, Men's Journal, um, She Knows. I think those are kind of the, the biggies at the moment. Um, but yeah, it's primarily surrounding the health and fitness field. And then I actually just took a job that will start this August as a full-time lecturer at a nearby university. So I'll be teaching in the exercise science department there as well. Oh, that's awesome. What kind of class? Yeah, it'll be, it's a full-time position, so it'll be four classes. I haven't heard yet exactly what I'll be teaching initially. <laughs> um, but yes, most likely the intro to exercise science, since I don't have a PhD, um, the, the more intro um, degree seeking courses. So um, to individuals seeking a degree in exercise science, the kind of basics, um, as well as possibly some activity classes. Um, I do know they will, this particular university is going to be starting more of a degree, a degree plan that's for kind of individuals, because, you know, like when you go to school and you you probably know this, too, with your background, um, a lot of the degrees available are like exercise physiology or there's a coaching track or, like you know, the teaching slash coaching track or the, you know, if you want to go on to become a physical therapist or an occupational therapist. And there's not always a, a huge amount of stress placed on those individuals who just want to go into fitness, like personal trainers right. or management of some sort. And so um, they're creating a de degree program along those lines. And so I will likely be helping out a lot in that area uh, as as that develops. Oh, nice. That's super important, too. I know exactly what you mean about um, the programs, because I remember it, this was in grad school even. So I'm sitting right. in this one one credit hour class, and it's I think it was called like coaching football football coaching basics, uh -huh. something like that and i'm like i had you know i had to like fill my summer with something in order to finish the whole right. thing and i had one credit left and i'm like holy what am i gonna do <laughs> so, I, so i you know so i took this class and i'm sitting there and the head football coach comes in and he's asking you know who's gonna be uh who wants to go into this kind of coaching that kind of and everybody in the <laughs> class raises their hand i'm the only person he's like who's not going to be a coach and i raised my hand He's right. Like, what are you doing? And he, he says, "What are you doing here?" And I'm like, "I don't want to give this answer, but I needed a credit." <laughs> and it felt so silly. So I'm like, "God, I'm paying for this, and I'm in grad school." But he was like, "Okay, okay, all right. I'm surprised there's not more of you." I'm like, "Well, well, all right. <laughs> I'm that one person." Right. But, but uh, no, the education is obviously a huge part. I'm a huge, I'm a very big advocate of of uh, personal trainers, anybody in the fitness industry getting an, an education, and especially right. for somebody who's been in the field and then comes back to teach because that's even more important. It's just like somebody in business who yes. hasn't done business, so they're just teaching out <laughs> the book. And I yeah. think it, 
you know, with the human element involved in literally everything that we do, especially the physical, it's completely different. You can almost throw the textbook out of the window. You're never going to find a, the perfect client that has X, Y, and Z going on with him so you can look it up in a book, right? So Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's just go right into the the article because – sure. Honestly, what it kind of reminded me of was Dr. Wayne Westcott's uh, 12 Reasons Every Adult Should Do Strength Exercise or Strength Training. Mm. So when it popped out to me, I was like, oh, this is this is going to be good because it's a different take on why people right. can exercise. It's not going to be simply about muscle base, which uh, you do touch on. But that's um, – honestly, I tell people that's more of a secondary factor when it comes down to it. It's like you you do strength training, and it just so happens – that right. your muscles start to look better, if that's what you're focused on. But um, we can kind of dive into that. So tell us a little bit about what made you uh, do the, the article. Yeah, well, it was assigned, so there's that. <laughs> but <laughs> but aside aside from that, no, I think it's a really important area to talk about. And it's one, especially, you know, as I get older, too, you know, I'll be turning 35 in a couple months. Um it just recognizing that uh, goals change and your body changes with time and uh, really getting a better, fuller view of what it means to be fit and healthy. Because, you know, if you if you look at, let's say, my life, let's give it as an example. You know, I grew up playing sports, being active, and it was, you know, in order to reach whatever goal it was with with my sport. It wasn't really necessarily about looking a certain way or whatever. You know, it was to have fun and to go out there and be active and be goal oriented through sports. And then as I kind of graduated to college, you know, it was more about, well, now I want to stay healthy and I want to, I want to keep this body that sports gave me. Right. <laughs> and then I, yep. well, after that, it was kind of like, okay, well, now I'm in the professional world and yeah, I still want to look good, but it's more about now, okay, well, I have some back pain from sitting all day or I have, you know, like how am I training my body for health reasons and for mobility and lifestyle? And I think that's something that isn't always focused on like it should be. You know, when we talk about the five components, Components of fitness, we talk about cardiovascular endurance, muscular endurance, muscular strength, flexibility, and body composition. And all five of those are important, and all five of those can be better, um, better reached, better maintained with the inclusion of strength training in a program. Um, and so, if we're really talking about overall health, life, a lifetime of health and well-being, then you know, strength training is a is a great way to really support and and promote lifelong health and mobility. Um, so yeah, that kind of <laughs> gives you a summary. <laughs> no, that's I mean, yeah, absolutely. As like you said, as you get older, your your goals shift, and along with your body, and they should. Uh, mm-hmm. it's funny that you kind of mentioned that because my dad was just telling me the other day how he's like, I got to change my workout routine so I feel like I'm beating myself up. I was lifting a super heavy weight. I was going as hard as I can for, you know, a single set or two sets. And, and, you know, I I tried to coach him through that the best I could. You got to kind of adapt and change. And he's like, I don't think I can do this anymore. I'm like, yeah, you know, you you don't have to. (laughs) There's a lot of different ways to go about it. (laughs) To maximize yourself, you know, when you're in your mid to late 50s or getting into your 60s, things are definitely going to take, take shape in a different way. So right. when you were, you know, going through athletics, was it mm-hmm. really stressed on you? So let me go through first before I dive into that. 
let me go through <laughs> a couple of things that you point out in in the article. So yeah, yeah. A num- number one, you mentioned you'll develop unbreakable bones, which right. I think I think as you get into the older population, I think they really do realize that. Um, right. But then, but people still will they'll relate to strength training as high repetition, super low weight. And that, while that is one way to train, like building that bone density, uh, it takes a little bit more than, yes. than just maybe going through the motions. But right. um, you bring you made up a really good point with uh, with the unbreakable bones section. So can you dive into that a little bit? Yeah. So there are a couple things to think about. So when when we strength train, it, what it's doing, it's it's placing stress on our bones and our muscles, right? And it's through stress that our our body adapts. And um, there are a couple things to realize. First, you build most of your bone as a young person. (laughs) So it's all well and good understanding that, you know, people who are older lose their bone mass, but you have to first develop it when you're younger. Um, So really, your, your prime years of developing bone mass are through adolescence and and up until about age 25. And you can even, you know, maintain it pretty well and possibly build a little bit more up until maybe 30, 35, but that's on the high end of things. Um, So really, the more you can do younger to protect your bones, the the better. And and when we talk about stress, the more stress you place on your bones, and I'm not saying like overdoing it type stress, but, but the more you can lift or the more you can reach those points of um, maximum exertion, uh, however you decide to do that in terms of reps and sets, uh, the the more of a difference you're going to see. So when it comes to building bones, um, high impact is great, Um, high impact exercises of different types, and then also uh, strength training with heavy weights. Um, And then I think the other thing that I mentioned was how it is related to um, to, to body part and, you know, specificity, basically. So, um, you can build strength in your bones of your lower body by doing lower body exercises and in your upper body by doing things like push-ups. So it's not like you will build bone strength in your arms by doing squats. That's just not how it works. And that's, it makes sense, but I don't know that a lot of people actually think that through. No, you're right. I, I think that too. I think that when people think of something like a squat, you automatically associate that with like a power lifter or someone who's gigantic. But there are m- many different ways to build, to do squats, and there's many different mm-hmm. ways to build, to build muscle. Now, uh, going back to what you said about the, you know, the effort that you put forth, it's all about your intensity. So, you know, you see somebody who's in their mid-20s in the gym and they're grunting and screaming and crying and their face is red. <laughs> That's their intensity. You know, if you're if right. you're a middle aged um woman who is strength training for the first time, you're gonna have your own intensity, but that intensity will increase over time. So you wanna to try to reach that maximum intensity at the point that you are right now. It right. you know, obviously you you're gonna reduce injury that way, you'll get the bigger benefits that way. Right. So you made some really good really good points. Um Obviously, one of the other topics you hit on was you'll feel way more confident. I think that goes without saying that yes. everybody knows what that means. However, there's there's something different. There's something else besides just the way you look, right? I mean, you're going to feel much better also. And 
obviously that's going to go with like a reduced body fat, um, but you're also going to, you know, you, you increase your muscle mass, but your metabolic rate will also increase. And right. which, which will, that kind of breaks down into, you know, going to like glucose metabolism and, and things like that. But, um, I mean, there's other things like resting blood pressure you have to think about. You're going to reduce low back pain, like, like you mentioned. Arthritic pain may be relieved. Um, right. It's something that not a lot of people may associate it with at all, but your gastrointestinal transit time will also improve. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so like it, it helps it helps a, a huge array array of uh different things that we everybody deals with. Um another thing the one of the very last things you mentioned is you'll stay lean. So mm-hmm. can you tell us tell us a little bit about like the measurements and those uh what goes into that and oh, <laughs> do y'all have something to say about that? Yeah, a little bit. She's like, I'm an old lady and I'm staying lean. <laughs> well, talk about a little bit the uh, the metabolic rate that we that we mentioned earlier and how that affects men and especially uh, females. Yeah, so uh, you know, as we get older, um, there is a natural decline in in your muscle tone, like not just your tone, but also how much muscle mass you you have. That's normal and natural. It doesn't have to happen that way. Um, but, you know, as your your muscles are metabolically active, so basically they create heat. So when you move, your muscles are being activated. They're creating heat in your body. You're burning more calories. That's kind of a very broad way to explain that. Um, right. And if you lose muscle mass over time, your metabolic rate naturally declines. And so if you want to avoid some of that natural decline over time, which leads to what, you know, is sometimes termed the middle age spread, um, you know, you can, you can kind of combat that by maintaining your muscle mass, by getting in the gym, getting active, lifting weights and lifting, lifting, not just the little pink dumbbells, but lifting to the point where you are completing enough repetitions and or enough sets with enough weight so that you're using your maximum exertion on the last couple reps of each set. Um, and, right. and there are debates out there about, you know, do you need to lift really heavy? Can you just do more reps as long as you're hitting that maximum level of exertion? Um, you know, the, the jury is still out. <laughs> Technically, on those, um, you know, the body of evidence kind of start is starting to show that as long as you are um, hitting exhaustion, basically, by the end of your reps, that should be sufficient to build muscle mass. Um, Definitely. And so when we're we're talking about muscle mass, um, we're not saying, you know, you're going to go in the gym and you're going to get big. We're saying you were especially women because we don't have as much testosterone as men. We do have some, but we don't have as much naturally. So we're just naturally not going to build as much muscle mass um, unless you're being really, really careful about your diet and your nutrition and possibly what supplements you're taking. Um, so really, women in, in particular don't need to stress about building mass. <laughs> it's, it's not right. like that, you know. So um, it's more about maintaining the muscles you have, building some strength, looking better. You're going to keep that internal metabolism revving 24 hours a day because what what strength training does, it 
doesn't just maintain your muscle mass to maintain your metabolism. What also happens is there's a almost 24, sometimes in some cases up to 48 hours kind of afterburn where your your body continues burning calories during the um, recovery phase of strength training. So during strength training, you're putting stress on your body. Your body has to recover after the fact. That it requires calories to recover. So you're basically right. keeping your inter- internal fires revving when you make strength training a normal part of your lifestyle. Definitely. Couldn't say it better myself. I think I've, I've said everything that you said a million times, and it just it, and it, but it, the great thing is like it never changes because it's always it's yep. always the truth. It's always the same. So, um, and I like that you you were talking about the the multiple set versus one set because you're right. Um, I mean, research shows that if you're reaching maximum muscle output, right. I mean, you can't momentary muscular failure. You can't do any more legitimately can't, not just in your mind, but your muscles can't produce any more force. There's right. really no strength differences between that one all-out set and having two sets of like 12 to 15 repetitions at a weight that, um, you know, is relatively challenging but, but doable. So uh, right. I'm glad that you, you brought that up. That's great. And the afterburn, afterburn's huge because, of course, yeah. what do most people and maybe, you know, I, I could say this based on, you know, the clients that I see, Women will say, I need to do more cardio to burn more, to burn more calories, burn more fat. Yes, that definitely does it. It's part of it. But you mentioned the afterburn, which is huge because the afterburn, it, once you're done doing cardio and your heart rate lowers, calories you're burning are done. That's it. Right. It's game over for, for calories. But like you said, that, you know, 20, up to 24 hours later, you're still repairing. And that's why it's so important to have that break before you go back and do do something else again. I mean, that obviously, um, you know, you're talking about overtraining and stuff too in, in that in that respect. But that's that's huge. So the last thing that you bring up in the article, and a lot of people kind of look at me funny uh, when I say <laughs> this, but it's you really do become more flexible as long as you're going through a full range of motion through all of the exercises. And I'm telling you, if you met most of my clients, like, this may sound really bad, but I, <laughs> I <laughs> so going through, let's just, let's just, let's just say a lap pull down, right? Mm-hmm. I see a lot of people grab a hold of a lap pull down bar and they come almost all the way down. They, sh- they stop short of their chest and they come mm-hmm. back up to where the bar is just above their head. Their elbows are still bent. And they go right back down. So they're moving within like the six inch range. And I'll come over and I'll like give them a little slap on the elbow. And I'll just say like <laughs> long arms. Every time long arms, right. I want you to aim to your collarbone and make a bruise on your chest if you have to. Like that should be hitting the same spot on your chest every time. And they always ask me why, why, why does it make a difference? The weight's still moving. Like we're talking about increasing flexibility and range of motion. So I'm glad right. you brought that up. Talk, talk a little bit more in depth about that. I haven't already exhausted it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that that kind of summarizes it. I mean, the the thing is, people really, really, like, hound, hound on you guys. Come on. Um, full range of motion. Full range of motion for everything, even if that means you have to ditch some of the weight. Because I think I, that's what yeah. I see a lot of is so many people saying, well, you know, I want to lift a little more. And so it's okay if I cheat on how much of a range of motion I do. You know, like, look how, you know, I can lift. I don't know, 
30 pound dumbbells if I only go through a quarter of a range of motion, you know, instead of, you know, if I went 15 or 20 and went through the whole thing. Well, if you're going through the full range of motion, you're muscles are learning to move in right. a full range of motion. They're not being limited. And we see that in other things, too. So take, for instance, if you have a desk job and you're sitting all day long, your muscles stop working the way they're supposed to be doing because they, the you know, you're, um, gosh, why am I losing my mind on muscles? No, <laughs> you're, no, uh, <laughs> you're, 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 you're developing like the exact same motion that you're in. Yeah. Because maybe what you're yes. at, you're, Thank you. you're training, <laughs> yeah. you're training, that's okay. You're training your body to be in that motion for eight hours a day. And then right. you go into the gym and then if you're doing, you know, partial range of motion exercises, then that just compounds it by, you know, who knows how much. I don't, I don't know if there's exact stat, but that's a good point. Well, yeah. And so like you see, for instance, I term it the old man shuffle, you know, the guys who they can't take full steps. They, you know, their, their arms just barely swing by their sides when they move, you know, there, that is an altered range of motion because they haven't maintained their flexibility at key joints, namely the hips and the shoulders over time. Well, you can maintain your full range of motion by doing exercises through a full range of motion. You can maintain your flexibility that way. And so um, things like squats and lunges, where you're forcing your body to go into these, they're natural positions, but they sometimes feel unnatural. <laughs> and right. so, like, you're you're training yourself to be able to move in these ways. You know, yoga, you know, a lot of the – I'm actually about to write an article on uh, – for Men's Journal on how yoga can improve your life. Same kind of thing. You know, it doesn't have to be yoga. It can be any number of – forms of flexibility training but uh the the whole concept is your body works better especially in the long term if you are doing these things that maintain your flexibility definitely and that not only spreads to your muscles but your ligaments and overall joint health as well yes so that's uh, another benefit. I, I think um, a lot of people look at me funny when I tell them to lock their, especially their elbows, or maybe like lock their knee on a leg extension. I don't tell them to do it on a leg press because that means that's a totally different um, right. you know, biomechanical restriction that you're being shoved into. But if you have, if you have, if you have the ability to, especially for upper body motions, to work through and and lock your joint at the top, controlled, nice and slow. That's that's the key point that's going to make the difference in uh, flexibility and strength. And I mean, it's all tied into one: flexibility, strength, mm-hmm. range of motion. It's all tied into one. So that's it's. And again, going back to what you said about that the desk job. I mean, you know, it's great that we want to that people want to get up and they want to stand and they want to walk in place and things like that. That's great, but you're you got to still think about that the posture that, that you're in most of the day, you know, you're, the way right. you reach for things. We want to have everything sitting in front of us in like an you know, ergonomic fashion because that, that will help us. But you think like you get things closer to you so you don't have to reach as far and then you get a little, it's basically like you're building T-Rex arms. Right. <laughs> everything is that close. You don't have to reach. Your neck doesn't have to move. So we're built into this, um, this counterproductive uh, uh, motion with our bodies. And if we're doing the exact same thing in the gym, it, it's only compounding. And you see also, you see guys that are maybe really big and muscular 
and fit, and they have way too much weight, and they're swinging the weight around. Oh and my sure, gosh, they might yeah. have the they might have the genetics to get really big and jack like that. Maybe with some like you know some supplement help too. But right. think about how much stronger and bigger those same guys could be, and and ladies could be if that's if that's their goal. Right. If they would just and stronger, if they would just slow down the motion and work through a full range of motion, get a good positive contraction, and get a good solid negative slow uh, release. But yep. you know, unfortunately, it's not about that. It's about it's about demonstrating your strengths instead of developing your strengths, which are two totally different things. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's true. I mean, it's, I tell people, I see people that I'm training, they start to move a little fast. I'm like, I see how strong you are. But your body right. doesn't know. But your body doesn't know how strong you are. So it's it's a it's a big broad scale. I think that people people paint with strength, but man, it's so important. And I think you nailed it too. So hopefully, all my female clients and all the other females <laughs> out there listening, take it from someone. <laughs> take it from a female. <laughs> take it from, from someone who's been there and done that and who's currently doing it. That. It's super important, and you're not going to turn into uh, you know a, a lumberjack. <laughs> no, you won't. You will not. <laughs> so, what else do you have? You kind of mentioned you hit on uh, a topic about yoga, but what other kind of projects do you have in the works? Yeah, um, let's see. So, for very well, I write about you know fitness trends, and um, I write a little yoga for them and some cross training stuff for them. Um, so, I have been I, I play a lot in terms of fitness, and so I think that's that's really fun. So, yeah. I, last week I was working a lot on slacklining, and this week I'm doing some trampoline stuff, and um, I am almost 35, and I got on a longboard for the first time you know, last weekend. So I, I think that's really fun playing in kind of the, the functional aspects of how fitness can play into our lives. Um, so those are kind of some of the things I'm always trying and always testing out. Um, Men's Journal is a relatively new client of mine. And so I, I mentioned the yoga, especially they're, they're a slightly older um, demographic than more men who are in their 40s and up. And um, so really kind of breaking down some of those assumptions that especially that age group that learned about fitness and health before there was so much research. <laughs> and so they yeah. have some assumptions about how you go about getting fit in the gym and really kind of breaking some of those down and hopefully helping rebuild some of those. Um, they're not necessarily misconceptions, but um, misapplication of concep- conceptions, perhaps. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of what I'm working on in terms of client work. And then for Girls Gone Sporty, it's, it's kind of a side burner, back burner thing for me anymore. But, um, yeah, I've got a, got a ski trip coming up that I'm kind of excited about. So again, get, nice. I'm hoping to try ice climbing before too long. Oh my <laughs> so God. So I've never done that. So yeah, like I'm always kind of like, what's <laughs> that next thing that I can try? And, and just staying active for me is as much about being able to go and be like, well, I'm fit enough to try that. So I yeah, will. Definitely. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Well, it's good because like you, you develop your strength, you develop, all of the exercise that you put it into the gym or however yes. you exercise, if you can't use it on fun stuff like that, then 
you know, that's what I call that's what I call not functional, not being able to function outside of the gym. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so that's that's awesome. Well, Lord, look, um, for people who who want to reach out and get a hold of you, uh, where can they reach you best? Yeah, um, I'm on all social media channels uh, as Girls Guns 40. So Twitter at Girls Guns 40. Facebook is Facebook slash Girls Guns 40. Um, Instagram, all all of them. <laughs> uh, okay, except great. Snapchat. I don't really, I think I might have an account. I've never used it. I don't know how to. I'm showing my no. age. But no, <laughs> um, yeah, but otherwise, contact at girlsgunsporty.com is a good email address as well. Perfect. Well, I'm going to link all those to the podcast notes, and I urge anybody who has more questions to reach out and get a hold of you and look for your articles. So, oh, and by the way, on a side note, I'm 34 mm-hmm. also, and I hate oh, that. I think I think it's the <laughs> dumbest thing. I have an account. I got rid of it. Somebody talked me back into it, and I'm staring at this thing like, I I don't I don't get it. But I guess nope. one day I might. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, but. All right, Laura, have a great day, and we'll talk to you soon, okay? Sounds great.